Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Welcome back to episode 67 67 and a interesting topic that we've come up with just before the pod as always <laughs> as always where we have a really good uh, chat and um discuss things that we've maybe seen online this week things that have come up client conversations things that have been um pestering us to to get off our chest as always um and we want to share that conversation with you and get you guys involved so um yeah yeah and also it's the time of year where lots of pts are getting busy so a lot that means that lots of people so i'm just getting lip balm <laughs> um, which means that lots of people are on the hunt for coaching mm. which is which is obviously great at, at it happens a couple times a year. There seems to be a bit of an influx, usually February time and then September, October time. Um, People always say, don't they, when they predict coaches are going to be busy. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, there are a couple of trends, but then it's not set in stone either, is it? Because no. there are anomalies to each year. Look at yes. the last couple of years. Um, and also... Um, I think people's awareness of maybe uh, maybe changing maybe I don't know years and years ago it was always new year new year whereas actually it's not so much new year now like Sasha says it's a little bit later than that because people yeah. often people, January try. yeah exactly January people can be like hot you know people aren't back at school yet people aren't back in the swing of things yet you know new jobs or hot some people go on holiday in January because let's be honest January is hell in the UK it's just a gray and cold and hideous um and yeah so it tends to be a little bit later and then even sept i think the october is the february because september you always think busy 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 but then september's still like oh school starts on the on the fifth and then well obviously this year then fucking queen thing happened and then it's all that and it's just like i reckon october will probably be the september yeah yeah it's always an unusual time of year Jess found, um, sent me a video that, I don't know if everyone remembers a, a lady called um, Clean, Clean Eating Alice. She's not that anymore. That was back in the day. She, I think she cringes over that name now. Mm. Um, but she's called Alice Living now. And she did an interesting live where someone had basically written to her or done a comment or something saying, um, how do you know how to find a good coach slash PT? I'm kind of scared of the bad ones. So many bad ones around it. And it is a shame that in our industry, people kind of like think like that. However, she's right. <laughs> she's right. And uh, I think, I guess, why, why is that? Spot them better right. than uh, potential clients. Why is that? We know, Jess and I know, because there's no barrier uh, of entry to our world. So it's not like in law where you have to get a law degree and then you have to do like a specialization. And then you, you know, you start up low down in an office and build your way up to being a lawyer. 
um in PT you don't even have to qualify you can just because no one checks um yeah. I um, went to work in a big corporate gym then then they do ask but if you were starting your own online business or if you just started in like an independent gym you don't even have to have a certification yeah that's the thing and I I also um have witnessed before some people starting online coaching which is the trend nowadays obviously I've witnessed people go into online coaching before they've paid for their PT qualifications because they know they can make money from online coaching even though they're not qualified because it's because it is so unregulated like some people might say oh well what qualifications do I need to be an online coach well you don't need anyway because it is an unregulated industry but ethically as a human you would like to think you have gone through some qualifications that warrant you giving advice to people on their health and well-being oh it hurts me but some people don't have that they're like oh, do you know what so like in this this facebook group that i was in someone said yeah i can't really afford the pt qualification at the minute which is maybe for perspective a couple don't of don't do it then oh my god but they were oh like i'm going to start coaching first make some money then get my qualification <sighs> honestly that made my I was shocked when that I heard is that. shocking she said that out loud yeah she said it out loud <gasps> well on a on a post okay so let's hit that from a different angle so she said I'm gonna start coaching to make some money right so she could pay for her qualification that she probably won't do let's be yeah, honest she won't do because once she makes money she'll it's too much of an expense then yeah right um so say she takes on 10 clients, right? If she's not qualified, why do you think those 10 people would get uh, going to her? Let's take, let's take a, a, a guess. Because she is either cheap, promises things that she can't promise, <laughs> um has a persona or confidence about her mm-hmm. and I never looked into this girl by the way so I am just kind of mm-hmm. like guessing um, guessing um and people will maybe go with it because I don't know what what have you got let me guess right cheap false promises her aesthetics charismatic probably looks good yeah yeah her own aesthetic, people yeah. are like so they see it as like oh but oh god if you're listening to this please I'm saying this right into my microphone if you're listening to this and you want to hire someone please for the love of god ask them what their qualifications are um yeah. because the thing is with fitness and, and PT and health and stuff is like it goes beyond helping someone train in the gym a lot of the time and if you're not if the person you're working with isn't qualified then they are just getting their stuff off the internet and I know the internet obviously has loads of amazing sources but when I say internet for them I I mean social media (laughs) yeah yeah and also like I want to say this as loud as I possibly can someone's body does not qualify them as being able to coach you right no somebody looks a certain way that you desire that has nothing to do with their ability to coach you it would be absolutely amazing if we had some sort of like a device where you could like hover over someone (laughs) and see 
all of the amazing brain power there yeah um, it's almost like a pie chart of yeah as a coach knowledge it told you all the things that you needed that you were looking for in a coach yeah like Sasha says maybe for some people that pie chart would be social media knowledge like it would be that um which is why we need to go into this with a certain level of curiosity before deciding who remember at the end of the day you are putting your trust in somebody with your health now I'm biased Sasha's biased as well because we value health almost 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 above a lot of other things like in our lives because it's just something that's really important to us Mm -hmm. but some people don't think the same in regards to your personal health for them so you need to prioritize your own health because that's it's something you, you, you can't get back. If someone messes messes up with your relationship with food, your opinion of exercise, your knowledge, it's going to take a hell of a lot to unpick that stuff to mm-hmm. go back again. A hell so, of a lot. Yeah, so, so, so much. So um, so that's a, that's a great way to go into the proper topic, which is what to look out for. So by the way, Jess and I aren't doing this to be like, we're the best and everyone else is shit. No, like, we know that there are certain things that are just we don't want you to obviously it's our industry at the end of the day and we don't want you to go into it with somebody and come out in a worse position than you than you were than you were in and quite often as Jess and I know as we take on clients that have been with other people and and just are so lost and they don't know what to do is it happens all the time because a lot of people in our industry at the moment have like a certain set of principles that are, are very simple and very easy to just say, oh, it's just this. So if you don't do it, then it's your fault. And um, it's almost like the, this set of principles are what they what their business is about when, as we know, it's not simple at all. And they tar everyone with the same brush. So it doesn't matter what who comes in. It's like, no, it's this. So we just want to make sure that if you're hiring someone, you know certain things to listen to. We're not saying just be like, oh, no, but question it. Yeah. People are scared because people sometimes people hire someone and they almost see them as like higher than them. Yeah. No, no. They might know know a little bit more about health, health and fitness than you but question it I would yeah and I thought I would exactly like uh if you were going to go make a big purchase say it was like a car yeah you want to know oh well how does it run on fuel how does it you want to know those things and you want to ask them up front because it's in your best interest later down the line exactly the same with investing into a coach if you've got questions and I think Sasha and I are in the same boat where we probably say this more times in a week than we say anything else which is have you got anything else you want to ask is there anything else you want to talk about is there anything like those types of things because we're always wanting to leave no stones unturned yeah and you might be thinking well why is it in your two's best interest that I pick a good coach if it's not going to be you guys why Mm -hmm. why is it in your best interest yeah well Sasha and I want the best for this industry yeah people keep coming in and keep getting scorned then that actually is a detriment to our jobs, our ability to help people because people are not going to come back. Nope. People are going to go, that didn't work. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. So 
whether you choose us as your coaches or not, honestly, doesn't matter to us really. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We want you to go into this with the best information possible so that you can find the best coach for you. And, and it comes down to so much more than just that random person that I've met. It's like you, you do have to match in regards to yeah, um, you do. personality as well. Like if you think about um people that you go back to in regards to services. So mm-hmm. I always like to use hairdresser as one. Yeah. Hairdresser but, or nail, nail tech. Yeah. You know what you like because you maybe get along with that person as well and they do a good job at what they do um you trust their ability and there is a level of trust there like oh my gosh like your hair is pretty trust trustworthy process to make yeah. sure you're getting scalped every time you go so there's a reason you go back to that person I, I also don't really enjoy sitting in the hairdressers for like I've got really thick hair yeah. two and a half hours not not my thing but my hairdresser I've been going to her for like I don't know, six, seven years because yeah. actually I get along with her and it yeah. makes it it makes it good. So when it comes to looking out for looking for a coach, um, for example, you want to make sure that do I actually get along with this person? And this is why I like social media because I believe that people can get that impression from uh stories and stuff. Like I feel like I'm the same on social media as yeah. I am in real life. Yeah. So that's that's what I like about social media for that I don't yeah. feel like I'm putting on a facade so. absolutely and you also have to remember that I know obviously people you're right Jess and people do compare like this kind of thing to like getting your hair done getting your nails done or whatever but well nails you do I guess but when it's like hair and stuff like that it's like your PT your coach you're working with them every month yeah and if they're a good coach you'll have quite a lot of contact with them so it's almost like you want to hire someone who you are happy to be honest with talk yeah talk about whatever you feel comfortable but also like just chat because if you don't really if you're like oh yeah my PT is a bit uh, I don't know it's like (laughs) get rid get rid you want to have someone that if I don't know they call you they need I don't know you should ask you something or they message you or you got a call with them you want to have a coach that you're more than happy to hop on a call with and not be like oh god I've got a call with thingy later oh how can I oh I might try and get out of it mm. you know so because this is every month it's not like oh my hairdresser's a bit annoying but I only go to every not mine isn't by the way I like mine uh, but it's not like oh yeah I go to my hairdresser every three months it's a bit annoying but but it's like no this is every month this is every yeah. month this is way more contact this is someone who is probably more like if you run your own business more like your own little accountant <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell that you're not somebody who goes gray early in life because I have to go see mine every five to six weeks so. <laughs> I am gray yeah, but you don't have to go get your roots touched up as much as I do. Look at you like, oh, I only have to go over three months. Oh, yeah, great. Good for you. I don't have my hair coloured every time I go to the hairdresser, though. Yeah, but you don't have roots like I do, Sasha. This is why. <laughs> I think I'm grey since I was 21. Yeah, I went grey quite early, to be honest. My mum my always says, you can, you've got me to thank for that. But anyway, you know what I mean? Like, this is like a... If you're self-employed, you, um, I mean, I'm a finance geek, so I do all my accounts myself because believe it or not, I literally like it. And I know everyone thinks it's hell, but like for me, that's fun. I know, I know. Um, But obviously, Jess, you've got a business accountant, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
you have to talk to them more often than your hairdresser really because you've got to keep them up to date with stuff you've got to yeah uh, not, as, not as much now though no not as much now it's all digital but yeah like yeah I know what you mean it is yeah. it's, you've got to have someone that you can can get along with and and, and that is really important so yeah we spoke, we did a whole podcast on this a couple of months ago in regards to relatability. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to looking at a bad coach uh, or looking, yeah, how to tell the difference between a good and a bad coach, where does relatability fit into that? Oh. Mm. Um, that was a really interesting noise. So I think uh, we've had, I think we had a, a brief chat about, but yeah, we did. We did the podcast on about all about relatability. And I think sometimes if you have, I'm not going to call them bad habits, but if you have habits that you are quite like you, you really want to get rid of as in the ones that you're working on, sometimes if you have a, a coat that you know has those similar habits you almost it almost gives you like a oh okay it's not that bad because my PT does it it doesn't mean that it means that it's it's about that's like a responsibility thing and it's just like I know that it's kind of like oh so ridiculous even saying it but I know that eating junk food at one point when IIFYM if it fits your macros was popular I was guilty of this it's like it became quite cool yeah it's almost like oh um and I remember even people used to say to me oh yeah Sasha's really cool PT because she eats like uh pizza or she Sasha's really cool PT because she eats chocolate all the time and stuff like that and at the time it was like guys you can be thin and you can still eat this food and stuff like that and it's just completely the people people now who you want to no I'm like yeah um but that was me all those years ago um if yeah so if you see in a coach a habit that you have and you want to get rid of but you also are struggling because let's be honest you like it um that is not the kind of relatability you want you almost want a related the the relatability to do with I don't know personality character maybe similar sense of humor or um values values or like I have a couple of clients where we have um, like Kat, for example, loves tattoos and I love tattoos. So when we have a chat, we'll talk about fitness and everything. And then she might have had a new tattoo. So it's almost like a little thing that's completely unrelated to mm. fitness that we have in common and we talk about and like, oh, I'll message her and be like, oh, that's new. Like, where did you get, you know, stuff like that. So it's about having values and maybe similar personalities where you're just going to get on. Mm-hmm. But then you want that relatability to also kind of stop when you're having like conversations that maybe need a little bit more of a serious note, you know? And it's not just like, you're not just like best mates all the time. Like, oh, look, yeah. Oh, let's do this. It's like, oh, oops, we haven't spoken about fitness the whole time. It's like, no, you need to keep that there. Yeah. As well. yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And, and I think we have to remind ourselves that, even the coach that we have will have different values to you. So um, say, for example, if Sasha was, Sasha was the old Sasha and she was like putting on a story like, oh, if it fits your macros, pizza, pizza, pizza. But I, as a client, was saying, um, Sasha, I really want to 
uh, lose a little bit of weight at the moment yeah I wouldn't then mirror what Sasha is doing because yeah. what I'm trying to achieve is different to what you were trying to achieve mm-hmm. therefore <laughs> pizza might not fit my macro yeah <laughs> but as the goals that I have so you can't look to these people and go oh well if they do that then I should do it which is again the whole problem with the what I eat in a day posts and how that can be really toxic and mess up our own relationship with food because we're all trying to achieve different things we're all individuals you shouldn't be looking to your coach as this pedestal of fitness and what you should be doing you should instead be looking at them as like like we've just everything we've just said like I get along with them I trust them I think they can help me with this um I I feel like what they say aligns with some of my thoughts I get that quite a lot where people say oh like what you wrote the other day really Mm. made sense and stuff like that because that's the stuff that is actually going to help you not if I'm eating pizza on a weekend that means you can eat pizza on a weekend it doesn't work like that it's not the same thing no absolutely absolutely um and I think that another thing that we need to look out for is um I'm just wary we've only got half an hour so I'm trying to get through some some topics um I think what my client Elaine she said to me that when she was with her old coach before me the red flag for her was that she was in the gym once with a couple of her friends who were also coaching with this coach so we weren't really her friends but they knew each other through coaching with with this I'm being serious I actually can't remember this Peter's name which is probably a good thing um and she said that the 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 first warning sign for her was when um they were all doing their own programs because it was online and then they all you know got their phones out and said oh what are you doing and it was all the same they were like l (laughs) oh it's all the same um so I think one thing to look out for is generic language within messaging and generic language within your training um Mm. so for example I know people say oh you know I've got my new program and then like you might read I know on trainerize they have it I'm not sure if they have it on true coach um or the other ones that are are doing the rounds but there's always like a a bit at the beginning that's got like notes on it like if you have that look out like does it make sense to you or does it just make sense because it would make sense to anyone? Yeah, like, does it? Is it bespoke to? Oh, god, I dropped my hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it because? Yeah. It does it make sense in regards to what you've been speaking about together? Exactly. Your goals, that type of thing. Yeah. Because... Unless you have paid for something that is has hasn't been advertised as bespoke. So if you're doing like a subscription where it's not bespoke, then obviously ignore what I just said. But if they have advertised it as bespoke and when you're looking at it, there's kind of generic elements to it where it's just like reps that are just, you know, the same all the time. And the notes aren't really anything to do with you. Um, mm. And the intro is maybe just like uh, just looks like it would make sense to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, it's it's um, on on that with the with the, the that client who was in the gym and bumped into some other people who are doing the same thing I've heard the same but with bloody hell meal plans which I just think do you know what and and, and everyone's allowed to change their mind so I totally 
fact that I've changed a lot as a coach. I know yeah. other people change a lot as a coach, but I feel like finally some of those coaches who I saw a year ago, meal plan this, meal plan that, and now like, oh no, meal plans are the worst thing. But it's those people that go very polarizing in opinions that get me. Um, I will openly admit and hold my hands up that a couple of years ago, I was um, doing HIIT workouts on Instagram. I will hold my hands up. That was me. I was doing that. I thought that was the way to connect with my audience. It, it, yeah. Tell you what, it got a hell of a yeah. lot of speed because yeah. that's what I think they need, right? So that was me connecting with my audience, right? So, But I openly hold my hands up and say, that wasn't necessarily the best thing that I did. No. But I don't regret it because yeah. it's a good experience for me. Um, it helped me get in touch with um, more, uh, like certain clients and they, if they like what I do, they've stayed with me through that journey type of thing, which is fine. But it's those people that you want to be wary of who switch opinions real quick, in my opinion, without yeah. much uh, openness, authenticity. Yeah. And there's no, there's no, yeah. There's no like, spectrum. It's no, just, we've like we've just said, you said I was if it's your macro Sasha, you're very open about that. And there'll be maybe yeah. people in this pod who remember that Sasha. I, I laugh at myself. I even made two reels where all I did was laugh at myself. Like yeah. it's the red flag is when people don't admit that they were completely wrong. Yeah. And just yeah, and just switch to again what is uh currently trendy. Yeah. Now, this is the issue with that as well is whatever is trendy creates dependency a lot of the time. Wow. So even think about um, like how much we all love. I know Sasha's got her own opinion on smartwatches, how much we all love smartwatches right now. I'm saying this with an Apple watch on my wrist. So I actually really like my Apple watch. Yeah. The reason I like it is I do like seeing how many steps I've done the day. It gives me a little nudge, even though, I probably could tell you if I've done enough by now. I do sometimes find it helpful. Yeah. But most of all, I find it helpful for my running. I like to know my distance and uh, my heart rate, even though we know we take it with a pinch of salt. It's a, I take it with a, yeah, it's probably 78% accurate, like on my wrist for runs. So, because I have actually done it as a comparison against a chest strap, by the way, and it's yeah. not that different. Not that so, different. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, but that's what I mean with the trends. Sometimes we just like blindly follow because we think that's what we need to be doing. And therefore it just creates a dependency from one thing to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So it could be dependency from this person who's like meal plan, this meal plan, that to all of a sudden they say, Oh God, no, I don't do meal plans anymore. But what I do do is my special hybrid meal planner template. And then you're like, well, is that not just the same thing then, mate? And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually, uh, you get to drop down. You get to pick whether you have Greek yogurt, natural yogurt, or eggs for breakfast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and <it's>, thanks. <laughs> like that crap. So it's, it's that's what I mean when don't just be just be aware of people who yeah. pitch from one thing to another. And you, and you can smell it a mile off. You, you we're all... I think we all have a gut instinct, don't we? So yeah. you have to kind of trust that sometimes and be like, why is that giving me the ick? What, what's, what's that about? Um, and, and dig into it a little bit more. But yeah, like you said, the generic program thing, mm -hmm. the spouting one trend to another. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a red flag. Yeah, which goes into nicely number three. So we've had related issues with the relatability. 
generic uh, spotting gen what's the word generic language I'd say actually yeah and number three what you just said Jess is um dependency as in that's a difficult one because that's something that you have to kind of find in your as a, as a client it's something you have to like find in yourself as well but if your coach tells you exactly what to do exactly when to do it and doesn't give you any kind of like autonomous or doesn't let you think for yourself just basically says that look you're you've hired me do exactly what I say yeah. it's dependency because I don't even have to say quite often pretty much all the time when people hire someone where it's just like you're just they're just instructing you to do exactly what when it's uh, when it's bodybuilding by the way it's totally different because you, you're doing it for a competition or like uh training for like a huge sporting event because it's like well tough shit like very prescriptive yeah, it's, yeah it, it, it's well that oh I don't like my diet on for my bodybuilding show it's like yeah okay no one cares you've chosen to do this yeah it's horrible everyone knows that yeah take take these tablets three times a day it's very prescriptive and you have to do it so exactly it's like well tough shit um but everything else your coach should shouldn't be telling you what to think they should be helping you make sense of what you already think mm -hmm. and then if that isn't serving you maybe giving you ideas or not homework obviously but like for example I've recommended books to loads of clients like that topic's really interesting I am not the best at that however I have read this book it's really great I would read it and then let me know what you think and we can chat over it whatever um, it's about helping you frame what you think and basically not change your thoughts, but help you create thoughts that are going to serve you better in life rather than just being like, but this is it. What, yeah. This is, but this is what it is. So uh, nothing. I, change. I also think on that note, so um, we have a lot of coaches listening. Um, so I uh, attended a like a, like a, a lead generation or a sort of like sort of workshop a while ago and it was from a, a, a mentor a well-known mentor and uh, he basically said you need to do whatever you can to get your clients the results that they want so I was like um I, yeah I, I let you yeah, does his name begin with p no I don't even know who that is no <laughs> yeah um, and, um, and um and and he basically said you need to do whatever you can to get the results and I was like interesting in that because I I actually don't agree because yeah. ultimately it's it's about again like Sasha says exploration discovery conversation to help clients come to what they want because often if a client says like how many times have we said about this Sasha as well where a client might say they want something, but then sometimes later down the line, they change it because they realize it wasn't aligned with what they wanted in the first place. Oh, yeah, that happens. That happens all the time. One of my clients, Linda, she's uh, she's not with me anymore. She was with me for like over two years and she um, left me like a testimonial recently. And she said, it might sound counterproductive, but whilst working, uh, counter, yeah, counter, counterintuitive. But uh, when I was working with Jess, I signed up because I was doing the London Marathon in that time obviously because of COVID as well I decided I didn't want to do London Marathon anymore so actually I cancelled it that might sound wrong because I was working with a coach towards it but then I stopped because Jess helped me realize that actually it wasn't something that I was chasing and that was because 
I was like, why, what, what's happening with the runs this week? She wasn't doing them because she didn't want to want do to it. Want to do it, yeah. She didn't want to do it. So it was all those types of things. So it was like that exploration. So going back to that mentor saying, you need to do whatever you can to get your client's results. Well, often a client doesn't know what they want until they're in the journey. And it's not our job to keep drilling their results down their throat. Right. It's to help them. It's to keep touching base and going, we're going this way. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. 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 I'm buzzing about that. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's, let's go that way then. And, and moving towards it. And one thing that stuck out is he said, you need to do whatever you can to get the results. So if they're struggling to do their food shop, you need to get on and do their food shop for them. No, no. Yeah. Was it, was this a man by the way? Yeah. 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 So do your food shop for them. And no, I was like, no. I was like that was... Oh, so again, let's get, let's go back two points, which was dependency can you imagine if I did a client's uh, food shop for them one week, they then would be like, are you going to do it for the next week and the next week and the next week? And all of a sudden I'm a coach doing people's food shops for all <laughs> of the clients and I've got no time to coach because I'm doing just, everyone's Just as a personal shopper. <laughs> I'm a personal shopper. I can get you the best club card points around. Um, but I'm doing someone's food shop over and over again. Is that teaching somebody? Is is that uh, the whole metaphor of teach a man to uh, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime, yeah. give a man a fish and he'll just eat for a day? That is give a man a food shop and he will eat for a week, and it's don't teach them anything, and then they will just go back to their old ways. So the dependency thing is really important because Sasha and I know that it isn't our job to do and tell and and do everything for you. It is instead to help you discover what that looks like, and sometimes that does take longer than um for example me doing your food shop one week will get you your food shop that week right it might take a couple of weeks maybe even a month or two to really nail your big food shop in regards to what you want to eat I've got a client I'm doing exactly the same thing with at the minute where I'm like okay cool so on a Sunday you've said that that's the time you've got a bit of headspace um you're going to do like a meal plan for the week and you're going to do your, your food shop um this week like you've just said about your homework I just said, like, let's have a crack at that this week then. Let's see how you get on this week with it. I'm I'm not doing their food shop for them, but that is a discussion we've had, a hole in their current um, maybe skills that they need upgrading because it's having a knock-on on um, their meals that they're picking, their energy levels in the workout, their energy levels through the day, the money that they're spending, their satisfaction with what they're doing. So actually that's step one in regards to feeding into all those things so they need to take that first step not me for them it's not me like dragging them there yeah I can see your eyes rolling in the head in your head it hurts me <laughs> because I've had my my clients not maybe not so much anymore but I've had people say to me Jess I'm 100% sure you have to just tell me what to do and I'll do it yeah no yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not telling you to, to do anything. That's not my job. That's not why I'm here. That's not why you hired me. Yeah. But if you think, so when you were just saying that, I, my brain was like all over the shop, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, but think about the intention behind that, right? So we've got mentor, do whatever it takes to get the client results. Why? Because it's in their best interest. Because it's in their best interest. Is it? No. Whose best interest is it in? The mentor's best interest. Mentor, yeah. Why? Right? Because this kind of mentorship, I'm kind of guessing, is before and after, right? Come on, it's it's written all over it. <laughs> because if you 
don't for this particular client if you don't do their food shop they're not going to abide by your rules or your plan which means they won't get the results which means you're you're one picture down for your advertisement well you can't write oh look look what i did look what i did for this person because they didn't do it because you didn't do their food shop so it's like their idea which is fucking huge the biggest red flag ever is do whatever it takes because if they don't do it then they aren't basically a customer that you can brag about and say look what we did because if they if they don't get the results then and in the short term a client might think whoa this coach is going over and above for me that is unreal but in the long term does that help them? Absolutely not. Yeah. They are going to be in the same position a year from now, still thinking, "Oh God, what's my password for my online shop?" <laughs> like because they they have got they haven't got a clue. It's not again. You're not helping people by just giving people things. Again, here's here's a recipe pack. Here's and I, again, 100% hold my hands up. Being that person, being that giving them out before. Here's a recipe pack. Here's whatever. Whereas. I had a conversation with a client yesterday and she's a vegetarian. So obviously always requires a little bit more thought for some of the meals and, and things like that, that, um, that they like to plan in around what they're trying to achieve at the moment with the specific goals. And she was like, I just need to have a sit down and, and have a think about what meals I want. And I was like, that is what you need to do. Because if I give you a, a recipe back, it's just exactly the same as you go in your cupboard and going through your recipe books you need to pick what you like and what you don't like, what you're willing to cook, what time you're willing to spend on an evening cooking them. Yeah. If you can make any other meals out of those things. So it's, yeah, the dependency thing is massive. And I can understand whose best interest it's in. So meant if we're if coaches are listening to this, a mentor telling you to do whatever it takes, it's in their best interest because you look good in the short term for their yeah. business. Very selfish. Yeah, yeah absolutely but for a client's benefit and who are we doing this for the client we're doing all of this for clients yeah so we need to remind ourselves of that and that's at the heart of what we do because otherwise like what's it all for like what is it all for it's meaningless yeah yeah it's um it's frustrating it, it, it is really 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 frustrating um but exactly you've got to think what Jess just said like why that's a really good question to ask a client why are you here like what genuinely what what not in a horrible way like why are you here <laughs> like why are you here and you are here you have hired me why are you here yeah. then there is something that you have reached out for and if the answer to that is oh I just don't have a fucking clue I just want someone to tell me what to do blah blah then you if obviously if you're with Jess or I then you're in the wrong place um but ask yourself you I tell you what you will find someone who will do that by the way there's hundreds of thousands of, of, of people that will do that for you think don't think about the next three months in five years in 10 years will that serve you because mm -hmm. I tell you what sometimes honestly and you know people might be like all right Sash calm down like but Sometimes I see this stuff and I just think I couldn't give a shit what you have managed to well it's like look what I did for my client it's like no your client did it you didn't do it you just did your job right they did the work show me a picture of them in 
two years later, right? Send me a picture of them if you think you did such an amazing job. Like, oh, it's not my fault though, because uh, they weren't working with me. So uh, it's like, no, it's your job to give them the tools and help them to be able to do this Yeah. without you. Because let's be honest, you don't, you, people don't have a PT for 30 years. Well, no. <laughs> some people might right yeah again we've said before everyone has different. if if you this is always a really good uh, way to look at it it obviously just as clients that obviously i have clients it's our job but if your client or if i let's use if i go on holiday for three weeks that'd be nice <laughs> um and your client says to you you know what I've been training so hard for the last however many years, you know, I'm just going to, don't worry about writing my program. I'm just going to have a little chill, go on some walks, whatever. Fine. Do whatever you want. If you go away for three weeks and they literally go back to their old ways completely and don't literally practice anything that you've been working on for years, that's dependency. Because they're like, well, Sasha's not here, so I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. And also as a coach, um, if you are a solo owner of your business, uh-huh. imagine if you're creating dependency in your clients, yeah. you're setting yourself up to be in a position oh, where God, you can never, ever take a day off. Yeah. And again, you're going to put yourself into a dodgy position. Again, a path that I've kind of gone down in, in the past, which is um, feeling like you always need to be on. We had this call, a coach's call um, mm-hmm. last week about this, like feeling like, you always need to be there for people, like not letting people feel like they ca- they they haven't got you there as support. But there is a difference between feeling supported and also creating dependency. Okay. Um, so it, I think that that would be like my coaching tip. Mm-hmm. If you if you feel like that or have a feeling like that right now, it doesn't have to be that way because yeah. you need to give yourself that freedom for the future as well. If you want to be in this coaching game in the long run, yeah. then you need to be able to step away from that and understand that your clients don't need you there at their beck and call every, yeah. like the whole. No, and they shouldn't. You me 24-7 on WhatsApp. It's like, I'm, I'm asleep. I need to go to sleep for eight hours a night. So you can't access me 24-7, but I will get back to you as soon as I can the following day. Absolutely. That's not an unreasonable request, guys. Like any other job that anyone's worked, like that time frame is is like sound even customer services for your bank you can only get in touch with them a certain hours a day like it's reminding ourselves of you don't need to be this like I don't know omnipresent oh yeah oh omnipresent nice omnipresent yeah religion that omnipresent um like factor in people's lives so I guess that's the dependency one um so dependency relatability uh what was the one we said uh, dependency, relatability, uh, generic language. Generic language. And then I, I guess spotting a, spotting a bad PT, spotting a bad PT. We spoke about the promise thing before, but I think maybe we could rephrase it and reframe it into a different um, different way of thinking, which is the over-promising and saying guaranteed results um or your money back or your money back and 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 remember guys that's a market employee we see it all the time right um whether it's a um I'm trying to think what's all your money back like a JML advert or someone on QVC or whatever it is 
it's, yeah. it's just a marketing ploy because oh, it, it, it if you're if you've got level, new, then. yeah if you've got a level of uncertainty about something and yeah. you're like oh I'm not sure if I should buy that if someone says oh, I'll give you money back you go oh, whatever whereas reality is even if you didn't like the product if you bought a bloody um step master off QVC and, you, and it actually was rubbish and broke after two weeks you probably just couldn't be bothered to return it in the yeah. end that's why they they, they say it yeah. whereas reality is I I trust and value my service and the, the process of our service don't we Sash yeah. that we would be able to spot a misalignment from the off that would save both your and our time and yeah. your money so yeah. that we wouldn't even get into that sticky situation because it's no. not worth it for either of us to be no, in no it's not it honestly it is not worth it and it's and it's it's quite easy to spot once you've been doing it a really long time um and yeah like Jess said it does save a lot of time it doesn't mean that you're not a good client for us it just means that it will save us both a lot of time because it's like you meet people along you know through life and sometimes you think oh yeah uh but, you know I don't I like them but I don't think we'll be good friends it doesn't mean you hate them yeah. it just means that they're like yeah you know more of an acquaintance like oh you're right but I think with coaching it it has to be a little bit more than that yeah and I think for our style of coaching which is uh an emphasis on the individual element relationship and relationship and communication it's it's that's why it's not a one in one out that's why you can't go on my website or Sasha's Instagram and just press buy now because ah. it's not that process and the yeah the there the might be there might be people out there who who can do that maybe they have several coaches maybe it depends on what you're looking for but you yeah. need to go into it with with that with that expectation but on the promise note, um, the money back guarantee, the promising of results, um, go into that with 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 a a wary mindset because the the over promising and um, often comes with an under delivering of the fact that it's not actually what you asked for in the first place and it's not an order that you can put in a restaurant when it comes to your health. Unfortunately, mm. there, there are no guarantees. Zero. There are no guarantees. But the exciting bit is there's a hell of a lot of exploration and self-discovery and it sounds really cheesy, but that's actually what you are investing in. And it's an, it is an investment. It's not purchase of a product. It's an investment into your health, your future, just like you would invest into a university degree. It's an investment in your education, in your career, in your future. It's the same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is why you have to think that a lot of people when they sign up and they they you know they've paid their coach and it's month one and they're almost looking for like oh something tangible like oh what do I um oh so are you gonna send me it's like no mm. this is that isn't coaching that is if you buy a program obviously of course well I should hope so you're gonna pay the money and then you get a program sent to you but when you obviously and by the way I'm not comparing the two because they're similar I'm just comparing the two because it's a service like when you pay for therapy they don't give you a present <laughs> they don't give you something you pay because you it's like right so we're going to really spend the time doing the work together we'll do the work together but then when you go home there's going to be a lot of thoughts there's going to be a lot you might read something you might I, I don't know, know. There's some work journal, whatever, think about stuff that's gone on in the past. Like that's just work that you do because you're paying for a service. You're not going to, well, some people might, 
if you go to therapy, just do the hour. And then the minute you leave, forget about everything that was said. Don't do anything that they've maybe advised that you should look into and then come back the next week. It's like, oh my God, I've got such a good example. <laughs> right. When I was young, when I was in school, I played the violin. Mm. And I don't know why. What, how old was I? It was in uh, Buckland New when I must have been like, I don't know, 12, 13, probably even younger. And then, so I did the lesson and I was like, this is dog shit. And then... I left for a week and he was like yeah so obviously we're going to play this next week so just have a practice of these little bits we've done I was like yeah whatever mate and then I went home and then I went back the week after and he was like right let's go over those bits you've been practicing I didn't I couldn't even remember how to hold the bow I was like <laughs> I didn't know what to do and he and he was like, oh have you not practiced and I, and I remember just being like shit I was actually supposed to have um something here I I, I I obviously I was so young so I probably didn't think about it like this but looking back it's like in order to improve I had to do a little bit of work on my own mm -hmm. so he could help me even more the next time yeah but in my head I was like whatever obviously miss a line because what I don't I don't want to play the violin I don't even know why I did it yeah but and if it wasn't if I was aligned and if I was really interested in music then I would have done that work yeah yeah Good I think that's that's it. So I, I did a post on Instagram, by the way, which landed absolutely flat on its face the other day, but I really liked it. What but, do you mean? Just, just don't worry about shit like that. No, no, no but I, it's, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, I really like this actually is dead in, like, I think that's is a good post, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't perform. But anyway, <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it was basically um, talking about um, like asking yourself what pain and I, am I willing to sustain? Yeah, and it's yeah, not talking yeah. about, we're not talking about pain energy systems. We're not talking about, pain like oh my god that's agony which right. I'm about like, uncomfortableness so for Sasha that pain was maybe two half an hour sessions out of her week where she just needed to practice violin she <laughs> wasn't willing to do that discomfort no, for, and that's because she didn't care about improving in violin so mm. the the goal wasn't worth it and therefore the misalignment was way off the same with um like if you don't care about something enough you won't do it like I don't know like obviously I'm way better now but when I was maybe like at uni and I just was a bit of a mess I remember I used to go to my hairdresser and be like she'd say I've been using your Moroccan oil on your hair and I'd be like yeah and I clearly hadn't she'd be like well it's damaged AF so you haven't been doing that because I was like yeah because Moroccan oil is like 30 quid and I'm skin so, <laughs> but it's because it, it wasn't a priority for me it wasn't a pain I was willing to sustain of forking out the money to keep up that maintenance but my hair was suffering because of it it was it was brittle so it's those things that you need to ask yourself all the time is you might say is it worth like do you want to play violin and Sasha will go yeah absolutely I want to play violin yeah of course I do but then when someone says are you willing to play violin but you have to practice three times a week for 30 minute sessions that's not the thing that she's willing to do to get there therefore oh. the misalignment so that's what we say when we say with our coaching we always help with people with that misalignment because everybody when they come to us says they want to get fitter and healthier like as a general rule of thumb everyone says it in some way shape or form but are they willing to do the things to get there is a different story and that's where we explore that together well what are you willing to do what does that look like exactly there's a there's a quote that I like about that I'll just read it out now so I was just googling it um <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Um, a farmer is sitting on his porch in a chair hanging out. A friend walks up to the porch to say hello and hears an awful yelping, squealing sound coming from inside the house. What's that terrifying sound? Asked the friends. Oh, it's my dog, said the farmer. He's sitting on a nail. Why doesn't he just sit up and get off it? Asked the friend. The farmer deliberates on his on this and replies, it doesn't really hurt enough yet. So it's like, it, and obviously it's an analogy for the art of asking or how I learned to stop worrying and let people help. It's like, sometimes I think fitness and and nutrition and everything is a perfect example is like sometimes we want to make a change but it doesn't really hurt enough just yet Mm. you know it doesn't like oh you know I'm really unfit um and it's kind of annoying me a bit because um I always get left behind on uh uh, fucking hell uh, the bike rides or I always do this it's like but then when I get home I forget about it and I don't you know I don't really care that much and then when I get on the bike again oh I'm left behind again but it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt enough it's just a bit annoying so sometimes there are so many things that we're able to just be like oh you know what every time I eat like loads of junk food I feel terrible afterwards but I do it the next day because I like it more than it hurts at the minute but then if you let it compound and if you let it go further it might might not Um, again not promising anything it might get to the point where it hurts too much and the uh, the benefit is then kind of not there anymore mm-hmm. um so that's what Jess was saying like about uh, what are you willing to endure it's like like we said there's so many people that come to us and it all they talk is just weight loss weight loss weight loss weight loss weight loss like oh, I, I want to lose weight I want to lose weight. six months in a year in two years in oh um we're not really spoke about weight losses and they're like oh yeah yeah I'm not really asked about that anymore It's like, because you think that at the beginning that that's all that matters in life. And as long as, you know, as long as you're thin and nothing else, nothing bad will happen. But it's quite often that things become more important to you and you do kind of forget about things like that. Um, When you are focusing on the other things and that might happen as a byproduct, it might not. Again, you never know. But yeah, does it hurt enough yet? If it doesn't, fine. But it might do. Yeah, it might come to a point. And, and that's why everybody's different as well. Like you can't just say, um, like, you have to do this because you, you need to do this, this and this. You can't do that because actually for that person, they they need to discover what it is for them. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Lovely. Great. We are three minutes late to the call. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yes, have bye. a great day. <laughs> See you See later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.